Hey, my name's Alex. Welcome to my podcast, Alex Listens. Um, so you're probably wondering, one, who are you? Uh, you'd probably be wondering that if you didn't know me. Um, and two, what's the podcast about? Um, I'll try and answer those things uh, briefly. Um, so, um, when I began the podcast, uh, I was hoping that it was going to be this uh, kind of really organized, really neat, really um, kind of planned project with a very clear purpose. Um, And I guess anyone who's ever tried to do anything uh, probably knows that it's very hard to actually make the things materialize that you want to materialize. Um, so I pretty quickly realized that, uh, it was going to be hard to have a clear direction with this podcast and I'm not the kind of person who is, uh, into very rigid structures. Um, and if you've listened to any of my previous episodes, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I don't plan them very much. Um, the interviews, I don't plan too much, but yeah, I guess it's an interview based podcast. That's something that's remained. Something that's been added is this component, the kind of reflective, personal component where it's just me talking. Um, And so that's what this is. Um, If you're listening to the actual audio form and you can't see my face, and if you want to see my face, you can go on YouTube. Um, I'll upload this to YouTube. Uh, It's being recorded in Brunswick in um, Melbourne's Inner North. Um, Yeah, so I guess I thought... Uh, oh, and who am I? Um, that was the second thing that I promised I'd tell you. Well, um, I guess you know my name, Alex. Uh, I'm 23. I am a Virgo. Uh, I'm very disappointed in myself that that was the second thing that I revealed about myself because I actually don't, uh, I'm not really into astrology. (laughs) Um, tell you what's great when people get astronomy and astrology confused um yeah that's really great isn't it um what else uh yeah i i study philosophy um i i was in london studying for a year um and because of this virus i've come home uh back to melbourne where i was raised um my parents are migrants. Well, my mum is a migrant, and I'm not sure exactly what my dad's status would be, but my mum's family are Macedonian. Um, if you don't know where Macedonia is, it's a small country north of Greece um, in Eastern Europe. It shares a border with, I guess, Albania on the west, um, Serbia, Bulgaria on the north, um, maybe Turkey-ish on the east, and uh, Greece on the south. Um, And there's a long and rich and complex conflict um, between Macedonia and Greece. And if that's something that interests you, you should go and listen to the episode that I did with my mum. My mum is someone who has been on the receiving end of uh, a lot of racism anti-Macedonian racism, which maybe you don't even know exists, but, um, 
yeah it's uh it's it's been something very close to her her macedonian identity and i guess anyone who has experienced migration or who like me is um you know a second the second generation of migrants there is this kind of uh detachment uh and detachment from from a community a sense of community or a sense of belonging um and these are questions that my mom has dealt with and tried to explore for most of her life um and it's a very interesting conversation um my dad is algerian um algeria is the largest country in africa uh it's in north africa morocco on the west Tunisia on the east. Um, I've never been. Uh, I've been to Morocco. I studied Arabic there for a while. Not really a while. I don't know, a month, something like that. Um, Yeah. And so one of the things that I've wanted to do with this podcast is uh, talk about what it's like being mixed race and kind of having this, you know, more European side which is my mom, uh, and then having this kind of Arab African side, which is my dad. Um, yeah. And then me who I was born, I was, I wasn't born in, I was born in France. Um, and I was, you know, when I was young, very young, a few months old, we moved to Melbourne. Oh, well, my mom had already, she was, my mom's family migrated here when she was 10. Um, so she already had some kind of, you know, foundation here. Um, but I was raised in Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne is my home. Um, my accent is from Melbourne. Although one weird thing is, uh, when people ask me where, so yeah, I guess one thing that I've spoken about a lot in this podcast, especially in the conversation with Mina, my friend Mina, we spoke about, um, you should go and listen to that. I think it's called Mm, the heading is something to do with being mixed race and exoticism. Um, one question that I'm asked regularly is where are you from? Um, and that's obviously something that makes me feel a number of things, but another question, uh, that I've been asked is where is your accent from? Um, and that's, that's a strange question because I guess it should be from here, but maybe it's been influenced by, uh, the fact that, or influenced by neither of my parents having English as the first language they were raised around. So my dad was raised around Arabic and French. Um, although his English is obvious, his English is as good as mine. Um, my, and my mom's English is even better than mine. Um, because I guess she, her languages are her thing and she really likes uh you know exploring my dad has an accent my mom doesn't have an accent my dad has like this really strange accent uh kind of sounds french um but i don't think he'd like it (laughs) if i if you said that to him for obvious reasons i mean uh, algeria was a french colony for a long time they had a bloody war of independence and there is a strained relationship between the two countries. So, um, yeah, so these are things that I, I have explored and that I'm glad that I'm continuing to explore. Um, yeah. And then what else? I guess 
I'm really interested in philosophy, um, mainly ethics and philosophy of mind. So ethics, what is right, what is wrong, what ought we to do, what behavior should we condone, what behavior should we reject. And on the other hand, philosophy of mind, what is consciousness, um, what does it mean to be a sentient human being, what does it mean to be sentient, and then, you know, the philosophy of mind and ethics, I think the intersection for me is AI. Um, that's something that I'm very interested in. Um, automation, uh, deep learning, um, algorithms, advertising, capitalism, all of these things kind of jumble around. So, yeah. Um, another thing that you might be thinking is, or you might be asking yourself is, what is the function of this episode? Um and to be honest, there is no function. And that's the point. Um, so my dear friend Steph kept saying to me, Alex, man, do an episode without a clear direction. And or don't don't actually decide that you're going to talk about anything. And so when I sat down, I really had no idea. I still don't know where what I'm going to talk about. Um, and I guess in the back of my mind, I'd been hoping at some point to kind of because I have an introduction. If you scroll right down to the bottom of my podcast history on of all the podcasts I've released, if you go to the bottom on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever, you'll see that there's an introduction. And that was a very formal introduction. I actually wrote it out. Um, yeah, and I haven't, I guess, the podcast has evolved because it's nearly been a year um, since I made it. Um, yeah, so I guess... Today, what I wanted to do was, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of wanted to talk about where I'm at in my life at the moment. Um, maybe, uh, and then, um, yeah, let's see where that takes us. So, yeah. Um, so I'm in Melbourne now and and the last episode I released was on productivity and social media. Um, and one of the things that one thinks about in self-isolation is what on earth do we do with our time? Um, what do we do with our time even when we have things to do? Um, and I guess I am someone who is prone to kind of fall into depressive spells um, and kind of struggle to be motivated to do things. But for some reason, uh, like I, I'm actually feeling fine. Um, and one, one thing that's kind of funny is that like, uh, like maybe this, this whole social distancing thing, right? I'm like, a lot of people have been like, ha ha, like, this isn't new for me. Like, I've been social distancing for years. But like, I mean, may maybe they're telling the truth, but it's, you know, often extroverts that are like, oh, like, I'm good at social distancing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, um, but with me, like, I think I'm actually really like a really gifted social distancer. Um, yeah. And so the kind of shift into like isolation, it, it just feels like, it doesn't feel like I've had to radically transform my lifestyle. I guess a lot of the work that I do, like my paid work is from home. Um, and that's a real privilege because I guess I'm able to continue that. 
Um, and this podcast is also from home. Oh, well, not really. It's only recently that I've started recording it at home because I got a microphone thanks to my patrons. You know who you are. Um, and I got a, some recording stuff. Um, and that's obviously a cue, you know, that's a cue to support the podcast if you're enjoying it. I have a Patreon thing. Um, yeah, I need, I want to buy a second microphone so I can interview people in my house. Um, obviously two meters apart because, you know, our friend, dear coronavirus, we don't, we don't want that. Um, we don't want that anymore. Um, yeah, so, uh, I forgot what I was talking about. Um, oh, maybe about me being really talented at being, at distancing myself from others. But yeah, like, uh, I've gone through, I feel like, I'm not sure if you can empathize with this experience, but, um, one thing that I have noticed is that there has been very little consistency to, uh, my interests and my social habits over the past few years. So when I was 18, I was active, very active socially. And I was also very depressed at the time. And then that kind of went down. My, my, my socializing went down and my depression went up and then it kind of reached this peak. And then, yeah, I guess the depression is kind of on its way down. Maybe, maybe, um, but the, if you're listening, I, I crossed my fingers and I'm not superstitious, so I know this won't do anything at all, but you know, why not? Um, yeah. Uh, and the reason why that's interesting is because, um, I wonder whether this kind of, whether these changes that I feel in my interests and my personality and whatever, whether they're just exacerbated because I'm young, um, or whether like my my whole life is just going to be this roller coaster of confusion and inconsistency. And if it is, I don't really care. Like it's been kind of exciting. I guess uh in reflection it's been exciting. Um because I'm like, wow, like look at all this shit that I did that I definitely wouldn't want to do now. Like uh I don't know. When I was studying law, I I got really caught up in like you know, trying to prepare myself for a career. And so, um, yeah, I like, (laughs) I made a LinkedIn page. LinkedIn is, LinkedIn is a stain on the social conscience. Um, yeah, yeah. It's probably everything that's bad about like living in, a money oriented society. The fact that people have to like, yeah, commodify and commodify themselves on the internet. And you can just like, like, if you want, you can Google search me now. My full name is Alexander Hamo and you can look at my LinkedIn and you can see, and ashamedly, I updated it a few months ago because, um, I think I was procrastinating writing an essay. Um, and I was like, what can I do? What can I do? And then like I typed in L, um, and then LinkedIn came up 
and whatever but yeah like I went through this weird phase where I was like, wow, like I want to be a lawyer. Like I need to network. I need to know all these people. And then there are all of these really slippery law students around me who are, you know, my daddy works at Goldman Sachs. My daddy, my daddy's an in-house lawyer at the biggest intellectual property firm in the world. And then I'm like, well, fuck, like I, I like literally haven't spoken to my dad for like, oh, well, you know, I, you know, this is what I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, my family are still establishing themselves here and your fucking family working. Your dad is the fucking CEO of Goldman Sachs or whatever and caused the global financial crisis. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. I realized that it was, I felt really fake and I felt like a fraud and I felt like I was lying to myself, becoming so invested in this like really weird kind of money, hierarchy, power, authority, prestige thing. And then it kind of went away. Um, and then I decided to choose the most employable and the most financially robust and reassuring career of all or degree of all a philosophy degree. Because I mean, when I graduate, I'm like, I'm going to get my graduation certificate and then I'm going to be harassed by all of these employers who are like, Alex, Alex, like your skills, they're so uh, widely applicable to, I mean, like the, the, the fuck, I don't think I'm allowed to swear on YouTube, but I don't think I completed the, squ- the swear word. So you can't report me. Um, the, uh, the awful thing is, um, the awful thing is, that it's that a philosophy degree is probably like the only degree that actually prepares you to think about the things that we need to think about like fucking i'm gonna have to bleep that um 19 minutes okay i have to put a marker on my thing okay (laughs) uh i nearly swore again um normally i swear normally i swear a lot but uh yeah, maybe not a lot, but normally I swear. And maybe I'm going to have a bleeped and an unbleeped version, like a bleeped version for YouTube. And then on the podcast, I'm just going to be like, fuck, 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 fuck. Um, so actually, that's what I'm going to do. The next like few minutes, I'm just going to swear. And then, oh, no, it's going to be a pain to edit. Okay, whatever. I'll try and limit it. Um, So what was I saying? Uh, oh, no. Something about, um, oh, oh, okay. So like, yeah. So in a, philo- okay. I'm not actually being paid by any university to promote a philosophy degree. Um, but like maybe, maybe all you need is the, is my podcast. Um, and I'm not saying that like I'm a philosopher or anything, but like, really, I think you can kind of get a lot of the, you can ask yourself a lot of the important questions by just kind of exploring the internet. Um, and yeah, trying to talk to people about things. So like maybe, maybe some important questions are like one in light of coronavirus, uh, how, how do we restructure society financially, socially? Um, like, are we going to have some sort of universal basic income? I'm actually going to do an episode on this. Um, I'm going to talk about, maybe, maybe I'll present an argument for the universal basic income. If any of you were following the, 
American presidential, uh, the Democratic nomination. Maybe you know Andrew Yang. Um, Andrew Yang, his kind of the main policy that he was running on was a universal basic income. I think it was one thousand US dollars a month for every American. Um, and this really funny thing happened, which was that he was interviewed on This American Life, I think, and um, they were like Yang's team, Andrew Yang's team were trying to like they knocked on a, one of his supporters doors and they tried to give the person twelve that like twelve thousand dollars because, you know, one thousand dollars a month, 12 months in a year. So but they couldn't do it because it it was like, obviously, you can't pay people to you can't pay to. In, well, here's the here's like the ridiculous. Here's the ridiculousness of our of democracy so you andrew yang couldn't give people this person twelve thousand dollars because like you know he's he's giving i i guess it would be seen as him buying their vote but at the same time like there's i guess in america maybe there's a lot oh no here as well like think about all the political advertising and stuff um like clive palmer who is a dude from queensland um if if yeah if you're if you're into Australian politics, um, maybe you already know that like you know he his kind of empire like potentially lost the Labor government the their election the Australian Labor government their election last year, um, so yeah like you can you can pay for political advertising but you can't give someone who needs social welfare twelve thousand um, dollars anyway that was quite funny because like. I guess it, it didn't reflect too well on Andrew Yang because like it's very difficult <laughs> legally it's very difficult to to give people that that money it seems maybe as a gift it's difficult I'm not sure a political gift maybe through social welfare um it's easier um okay uh wow I don't even remember where <laughs> where I got to one thing that's really weird about uh social isolation is that I have, I'm in the same space, right? Well, okay. All of us, we're all in the same space day after day. If we're doing it properly, you know, there's very little change of scenery. Um, and I think it's really affecting my memory because I don't have anything to, uh, just, I don't really like, there's nothing I can do in the house. Although, like, what I did do, I, like, I gave myself a haircut. I don't know if you can see. I, like, this is why you should watch it on YouTube, because you can see my haircut. Um, I shaved the sides of my head. Um, so that's what I did today. So today, perhaps, is going to be a notable day for me. Um, but previously, like, there was nothing really that I did that was so remarkable that I was able to kind of have an awareness of what day. Like, I don't even know what day it is. Okay, it's Thursday. It's 4.15 p.m. I don't even know how that's possible. Um, and also, like, I'm maybe I'm jet lagged. I don't know. I I haven't even I've been back for a week. Um, yeah. So, um, I was talking about the weird, how weird it is being like really desperate to climb the kind of corporate ladder and then doing a philosophy degree. And thinking about how bad that is ethically and probably psychologically and how really like, yeah, I kind of despise 
most people who are really desperate to climb the corporate ladder. Um, because I, I don't despise them, but I despise their motivations. Um, yeah, it just, it feels like a really, a really kind of yucky thing to do. To be like really, really job. Like, I don't know. There's just something about like really wanting power and really wanting money and really wanting like prestige that I find deeply unsettling. And I'm sure you probably do as well. Um, maybe, maybe I'll explore that briefly now. Um, I think I say now, 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 I'll explore that now. Wow, my voice. Okay, um, so, what's wrong, what's wrong with people wanting to be a CEO? Okay, so I think what's wrong, maybe, okay, ne- okay, so nepotism, one, there's a big problem, nepotism, uh, my daddy works here. My mommy works here. Um, yeah, there's that. And then, you know, through your parents, through your connections or whatever. Like, I have a friend who went to Scotch College in Melbourne. Um, it's an extremely expensive uh, private school. Uh, I think, in confusingly, in the UK, like, private schools mean public schools in Australia. And then public schools mean... Anyway, it's a school that you have to pay to, to go to. You have to pay to go to. Um, and yeah, I like, he, he knows all of these really powerful families now and has kind of been able to navigate the world in a really different way to me because of the connections that he has. So it looks like, it looks like you can pay to kind of ease your way into money, um, even though you're, even though he was already born into money. Um, okay. So there's that problem. There's nepotism, which I think undermines, uh, then undermines a meritocracy. Um, and I think meritocracy is important. Um, I also think quotas are important. Um, and I, I, yeah, I should, I should do an episode on that because I'm already at 27 or something minutes. Um, and yeah okay um so what was i talking about oh yeah why why i kind of so i think i just i don't really believe that anyone can want power for the right reasons um so like if someone if someone wants to be the become the president or the prime minister i believe that they can do that without wanting to become the president or prime minister just to have you know dominion over or have control over a population like Donald Trump I'm pretty sure like yeah I mean it 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 appears as though a principal motivation for him becoming president was having the kind of national having international being able to dominate the international stage um Jeff Bezos why on earth isn't that guy giving Jeff Bezos is the CEO of Amazon, the richest man, rich, richest person in the world. Why on earth isn't he giving? I think he could end, he could lift everyone out of poverty with like, I think 1% of his net worth. Why isn't he doing that? Um, 
Yeah, and I don't I don't even think that would involve affecting Amazon in any way. Like I yeah. Um but I don't really know how I don't like admittedly I don't really know where where people's money lies when they're that rich. Like where does it where does it go? What is it just like it's probably tied up in assets and shares, I don't know. Um But yeah, like I imagine a primary motivation for Jeff Bezos is power, just being or accruing money. Maybe he just really likes money. But like, surely there comes a point where, and Peter Singer, um, a philosopher who I talk a lot about, um, he, you know, he, one of his, uh, one of his most important theories is this thing called effective altruism, which I've spoken about a number of times but briefly it's the idea that we ought we ought to if we are in a position of financial privilege we ought to support we ought to alleviate those out of preventable suffering so what that means is we have we have things that prevent people from getting malaria like malaria nets malaria nets are extremely cheap if if i am a person who has a lot of money and buying, and I can give $2 a day to buy a malaria net for, uh, if I can buy one malaria net every day for an entire year and, and not have it impact my well-being whatsoever, Peter Singer would say that I ought to do that. Um, and yeah, like I, I agree with him. Um, and I have a friend who subscribes to this philosophy um, and who gives 10% or 20% of his income. Um, funnily enough, it's the same friend who went to that, uh, who went to that privileged school that I was talking about. Um, yeah, I hope to interview him actually, if, if, if he's listening. Uh, hi. Um, yeah. Um, okay. What else do I want to say? Um, uh yeah travel oh yeah i wanted to i think one thing that i've one thing that i've been thinking about is um the limitations on our personal freedom uh for the foreseeable future um obviously we have to respect these limitations and uh i think it's a really deplorable and morally reprehensible decision and act to kind of go against the instructions of the government around social distancing and self-isolation um yeah like when i see videos on instagram of people uh i guess it's kind of quietened down in the past few days but over the weekend i saw like footage of people at a people i know at a party and i was really upset um i mean i don't know the full story maybe this party is going to be ongoing for six months and maybe none of them are going to see their families again or interact with anyone else again. But, you know, like if people are going to party and then kind of like, what else are they going to do? Um, yeah. Um, oh yeah. The kind of restrictions on, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll just hint at it and then I'll do an episode on it. And I keep saying that and I'm sorry. I keep, I keep saying, beginning to talk about something and then I keep telling you that I'm going to record a whole episode on it. Um, I should write this down. I don't have a book. 
Okay. Um, okay, so if you've made it this far, can you please do me a favor? Two favors. First thing, can you please send me via email or via uh, Instagram DM, can you send me one thing that you'd like me to hear me do an episode on? Please. Please. Second thing, can you please leave me a review on iTunes um, and subscribe on YouTube? Uh, third thing, <laughs> I said two things. Third thing, can you tell a friend about the podcast? Um, okay, I think I think that's probably all that I want to say. Um, I mean, there's a lot more, but uh, I'm going to keep this one shorter today. Um, anyway, I hope you're well. Um, I'm doing an episode a day for the next... How many? I said two weeks, four days ago. This is the fourth day. So I've got another 10 days of episodes left. Um, This was pretty fun. This was fun because it was unscripted. Totally, like totally. I had absolutely no idea what I was going to talk about. Um, And maybe it was okay. Uh, Yeah, maybe I'll title this one Checking In. Although that's really boring. But I mean, what else am I going to title it? Um... A time of self-reflection. No. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I, I wish you well. Uh, I hope your life's cool. Um, you should drink oat milk. It's I have some. The nice thing about oat milk is that um, it's like... Yeah, I guess it's... <clears throat> it makes you choke. <laughs> and... Uh, and it's um sweet <laughs> wow see this is what happens when you can't go outside your your expectations of yourself plummet um, anyway bye and see you tomorrow Spend my whole day okay Kinda like I travel down a one way There's no way to start feeling okay It's not great, it's more like I'm great all day Whether I like it or not I'm not complaining, I'm just saying that I'm old Okay, with being broken, telling my folks I got no pay And it's probably cause I spent it all on mold Way, but I didn't, I just told you that I did Because I thought that it was old Okay, to lie, like, what should I care If I'm not what you like I'm more, I'm more, if I, yeah, the more I say I'm okay